Good morning, good morning. For the Lord has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all of my ways. And for that, I say, I am grateful. Oh, bless the Lord. It is another Monday morning and you are listening to Forever Changing with Ramonda Moore Brown, where we come here weekly to hear from the Lord and to share a scripture of the week that we can use to live victorious and defeat the enemy in every one of his ways and tactics. Hallelujah. I must admit that I had to start again doing this podcast a second time this morning. Nevertheless, the word of the Lord will go forth. Thank you, thank you, thank you for each one of you who come back weekly to hear what the Lord has to say. And we take a pause to say thank you to anybody who is listening for the first time. Amen. We're going to jump right into this thing again. This week's scripture is Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 11. And it reads in our deep version, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful later on, however. It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Amen. In order to walk, to truly walk in the power and authority that that Jesus died for us to possess, and in order to go to the next level in God, we have to have discipline and self-control. And that is what we're talking about this morning. Discipline and self-control. Hallelujah. In order for us to do this, we've got to go deeper. We've got to walk closer to God. And we also have to do things that we have never done. I will tell you today that some of the things that we used to do are not going to cut it anymore. Some of the things that we got by with, they're not going to it's not going to work anymore because God is holding us, holding us to a higher level of accountability. Because we are forever learning, hey, forever growing and forever changing. So, discipline as I said, it doesn't feel good while it's being developed. But it's the way, the only way to produce the things that we say we want in life. We'll never reach our goals or our destiny without learning discipline and self-control. Without allowing God to develop and help us develop discipline and self-control in our lives. I have a question for you. Actually, Um, It's a two-parter. The first question is, I just mentioned some of the things that we want in life. You know, this is something for you to ponder on and ask yourself. What is some of the things that you want in life that you have not been able to obtain yet? That's part A. And then part B. What are some of the areas 
that you need discipline in your life to get there. Woo, that's good. What are some of the things that you want in life that you haven't been able to do or have or be or get to yet? And then what are some areas in your life that you need discipline and self-control to be ordered to get, to do, to be, to have those things? That's something you can go back and write notes on later on and challenge yourself throughout the week so you can kickstart your road to discipline and self-control. And I know somebody might think, honey, I have discipline. I have self-control. But guess what? There's always a deeper level. You can always go deeper, as I just mentioned. We should never be at a place where we think we have arrived because we never will until we're gone. I'm going to read uh, Hebrews chapter uh, 12 and 11 again. It, no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Now, I love the way this scripture breaks this down. Lord, help me to say this the way you gave it to me, okay? Uh, Because in this, we we say, I want to learn discipline, I want to be disciplined, But in this scripture, it says in the beginning that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it's painful. But at the end, it says for those who have been trained by it. So we learn discipline, but discipline also trains us. I hope I conveyed that over. That we learn discipline, but if we, as we're going along this journey and allow God to teach us something, discipline is its own teacher. That's it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's its own teacher. It's impossible to reach our God ordained. Now, we talked about some things that I asked you a question. What are some things that you wanted to do, have, achieve, be in your life? But this is a whole nother level. What We can't reach our God-ordained destiny without achieving a higher and higher levels of discipline. And the God-ordained destiny is simply, or not so simply, why you're here. Why am I here? Why are we here? What did God create us to fulfill while we are here on earth? My God. We can't do that. We can't even know what it is. Truly without discipline and self-control. Now I know this is not a popular, popular message or topic so to speak. These days. But we can't be tricked by the enemy because he does not want us to hear these things because he doesn't want us to look within ourselves. He wants us to focus on the instant gratification in life because it is human nature and it has really been magnified uh, in these times of um, all things electronic, all things digital, and all things now. Okay? 
It started out with Burger King saying, have it your way, but oh now everything seems to be that way. People want things instantly. Mm-hmm. They want all of the perks without doing any of the work that is required to get it. You know, this is the age of entitlement, age of give it to me because I want it. Give it to me because I think I should have it. Entitlement. It's just the fact of having the right to something or believing you deserve something, some type of privilege or special treatment. Let me clean that up. The definition of entitlement is the fact of having a right to something or believing that you deserve some type of privilege or special treatment. And in the most basic terms, it's believing that you are owed something that you didn't have to work for. We cannot. This spirit is rampantly running through the land and engulfing our children and young adults. It is has become a way of life. I'm entitled to this. You know, there was a time when hard work was looked on as an honorable thing. But now it just seems like old school. You know, they throw that off. That's the old way. But give it to me and give it to me now. But we all have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. We have to be responsible. We have to learn. We have to do what is responsible. Let me go to this scripture. Let me see. I, I, I didn't write this one down, but I know I have it here. It's a scripture where everybody must bear their own weight. I'm going to find that, y'all. I'm going to find that. Give me just a second. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't have this one. We all must bear our own our, our own weight. Jesus. I don't remember where it is. Or everybody. Yeah, everybody must carry their own load. Amen, amen. It's uh, Galatians 6 and 5. For each one should carry their own load. Or that is the NIV and the King James. For every man shall bear his own burden. There is there some things in life that we have to be responsible for. Again, that's Galatians 6 and 5. Everybody has to bear their own weight. No, there comes a time. You know, kids, and I mention this to the children all the time. You know, you they come in the world totally, totally dependent on us. But as parents... We have to literally train them from birth not to depend on us as much. You know, we, we, we are changing their diapers. We're feeding them. We're soothing them. We don't understand. You know, they can't communicate by words what they need. So we're so attentive to make sure that they're okay. But after a while, they get a little bit older 
And they don't cry all the time every time something goes wrong. You know, they're able to sit up by themselves. And next thing you know, they're able to feed themselves. They're able to crawl around. And then they don't. And then they, they're able to walk. And then they don't want you to hold them. You know, when they came, when they were infants and newborn, they want you to hold them all the time. And we know how cute they are. And we just love holding and cuddling. I think about my, my baby boy. I tell you what, it was so cute when he was really, really small. He's little now, but when he was small, you know, and he just, you know, we loved on him. We hugged on him. He, he was just so tiny and oh, we he just loved all of that attention. But honey, now, you know, as he got older, you know, they don't want to be held. They don't want to be constrained. You try to hold them, they're about to tear your arms, you know, a loose getting out because they're learning and they're growing, you know. And that's what we want. Everybody has to learn. And we teach them and we prepare them to bear their own load, to, to carry their own self. Then they learn how to bathe themselves. And and, and, and then, you you know, look a, a little bit later, they learn chores. And next thing you know, they can cook and go to the grocery store. Next thing you know, they're driving. And then they're getting ready to go off to college. And, and, and now uh, I, I have to make a station break right here, God. I, I thank you, Lord. I'm going to still stay in the spirit. But... Oh my goodness, I am going to be a grandmother for the first time. So you raise them up and then they go out on their own. And next thing you know, they're uh, being parents, you know. So everybody got to bear their own load. As much as I love my daughter, she is my firstborn, but I am not going into a delivery room, praise the Lord, and push out a baby at 50 years old. I'm not doing that. She got to bear that part. Granny and mom, mom's going to be here to walk and, you, you know, and talk you through anything. It's so amazing because she, it's almost like she reverted to a baby. She texts me all the time. Mom, what about this? What about that? And it's so cute. But when it comes time to have this baby, baby girl going to be uh, in there doing her thing, you know, and I can't do it for her. Amen. So everybody must bear. And that was just a natural um, um, way of looking at everybody has to bear their own load. Amen. Amen. So now we're going to look at second Corinthians five and 10, second Corinthians nine and 10. And we're talking about discipline. We didn't get off topic, even though I did, you know, uh, sneak in there that I'm going to be a grandma and I'm so excited. Anybody who knows me or anything about me knows that I didn't have that grandma experience. My mother's mother passed before I was born and I just did not have that connection with my father's mother. So I purposely made sure, and this is going to bless somebody because he won't let me let it go. I purposely made sure, my God, that my children were only a stone's throw away from my mother. We lived a few streets away from my mom so that they would have that experience. And I often tell people, this is where God is going with this. When you need healing for some, from something, if you can be that for somebody else, you'll have healing. So, I, I wasn't a grandma yet, but I made sure that my children had that connection with their grandma. And that gave me such joy. And that was a part of my healing. But also, I knew that I always wanted to be a grandmother. That is one of the most 
precious things. I will never take that for granted because I know that by having my own grandchild, that they will complete that healing process for me. So for somebody who's wondering, you know, whatever it is in your life, if you didn't have it, be it for somebody else and you will bring help to them in healing for yourself. Now that little bit was on the house. We're going to go right into um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. Because we're still talking about discipline and self-control. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. For we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body. Whether good or evil. Mm. Now we're still talking about self-control and discipline. But we have to be careful. You know, we go back to those seeds I was talking about. The seeds that we're planted, we're going to have to stand before God. So we want to make sure that we are walking in discipline and self-control so that when we stand before the judgment seat, we won't have to worry about him saying, he don't know us. Because we didn't look like him. Mm. Or you're being judged because you did this. You didn't walk in the godly character which takes discipline. My God. Woo, that takes discipline. Amen. 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 You know, discipline helps us to look within ourselves. To see what needs to be changed. It's a personal walk. As I always say. Of forever learning. Forever growing. And forever changing. Here is another personal nugget that I that God had me to add that I was not going to add in here. But we have to be so mindful. So I'm going to be transparent. I always will when he leads me, you know, to be transparent and to open up. Because I'm always going to be transparent and honest. But to open up and share something that may benefit someone else. Okay. Another scripture is... Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. And um, fathers, this is the ESV. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, another part of discipline and when we're dealing with the word of God, we have to be mindful that we don't skip and choose verses or even take a part out of a verse. Even we can do that subconsciously. Take a part out of a verse that we're going to say, I'm going to apply this to my life, but I'm not, I'm going to not see that or not, not touch that. Now I have to be honest and transparent where the Holy Spirit highlighted this for me. It was so amazing as I was doing scriptures, you know, and studying or whatever. That scripture came, kept rolling down as well. And I would, <laughs> I had to laugh at myself. I just would scroll it right back up and it would roll down. Or I would scroll down and it would go back up. And the Holy Spirit was like, you're going to address this because you said you want to go deeper. You're going to address this because you said you truly want to walk in discipline. It, and it's it's funny now, but I was like, you know what? Okay, I surrender. I surrender. You know, I, I tend, sometimes I can be hard-headed, you know, and, and kind of act like I don't see what's right in front of me. But he's like, no, 
and, and, and like I said earlier, the things that would have flown last season, it's not going down like that because you're more mature in the Lord. So you're going to address this or we're just not going to go any further. So uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, you know, I had to examine myself. Might I add when I did not want to? Again, I'm going to say when I did not want to. Uh, even when you're right about a situation, sometimes you need to be quiet. I'm going to talk to me because I need to say this again. Even when I'm right about a situation, I need to sometimes be quiet. Now, we're talking about that. That scripture, talk, we're talking about kids. And we love to tell the kids, amen, that they must respect and honor their parents. We give them the scripture about being obedient to the parents. We give them all these scriptures. But what about the scripture that tells us what not to do? And I know it says fathers. <laughs> we can't get away with that. I know it says fathers, but mothers as well. Do not provoke your children to anger. Now, I can look at that scripture and say, it's a comma. You got to be careful about that punctuation. Because I can say, now, God, after that comma, I've been holding it down. I'm bringing them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. But I'm not disciplined. Mm, yeah, you, you straighten me out, Holy Spirit. Do not. We have to be careful that we follow that entire. We follow the whole scripture. We can't pick and choose. So there was a situation with my 14-year-old son. And we all know. They're 14 year old boys, you know, they know everything. So even when you're right about a situation, sometimes you need to be quiet. And you don't need to keep repeating the same point. When your point has clearly been made, we don't need to keep repeating it over and over and over. My son and I were having a discussion. And he was being the typical teenage boy. I've been here 14 years. I know everything. Let me help you because I can teach you. And it was just kind of this back and forth thing. And I was at the point, very, very, at that point, very frustrated. Uh huh. But I can clearly see that I had provoked him to anger. But I thank God in that moment, the Holy Spirit said, be quiet. And I did. So the whole room shifted because, you know what? I could stand toe-to-toe with anybody. This mouth right here, thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, be quiet. And I yielded myself, finally, I might add, to the Holy Spirit. And I was quiet. But immediately, so was he. It's so amazing how we can spend months, weeks, years doing something, knowing what the Word said, because I know the Word that the Holy Spirit had been letting me, telling me, don't engage, be quiet. And here it is, I'm going to be all the way transparent. I know he don't think he's going to talk to me that way. Oh no, I'm not having that disrespect. We're going to solve this, but we never solve anything. I've never solved anything. It might go down for a moment, but it's going to be back up again later on. But I decided, you know what? Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm just not going to do this. And it quickly resolved. It was, you know, things calm. 
I'm good. He good. Okay. So I thought. And the very next morning, you know, in prayer and talking to the Lord and worshiping, you know, God, help me to examine me. Oh, you really want to examine you? (laughs) Well, and this is what he told me. You have to apologize to him for provoking him to anger. And of course, at this time, I did. I, I did. But in order for me to teach him humility that I'm always telling him to walk in, I got to be humble before him. He going to do what he see. If I don't want him out there arguing with teachers or being disrespectful with adults and authority, and as he gets older, it could even be um, police or whatever the case may be, I need to teach him how. Because I could tell him all day long, you just need to be quiet. But why don't I show him? to be quiet. It does not mean that I'm not the authoritative figure in this house because I am under God. But it just means this is what you need to do so I'm going to show you how to do it. Humility begets humility. Anger and dysfunction and quarreling and strife, you know, because that's sinful, begets what it is. It begets what it is. Amen. So I learned a valuable, valuable lesson on that day. But the beautiful thing about this is we can use this for so many other situations in our lives. Instead of focusing on what somebody else did to us, we can focus on what we've done or what we could have done differently or should have done differently. And this is walking out discipline and self-control. Amen? Amen. I have one more point that I'm going to make, and we're going to end this thing on today. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to talk about gifts and talents. How about that? Gifts and talents. And I'll be done. You can have a gift that will take you somewhere, but your character will not be able to keep you there. We see this every day. We hear this. If you listen to the gossip, YouTube, I don't use YouTube for that, but I mean it is saturated. I'm not on social media, but I I know that it gets on social media and it's saturated with who failed and this one is this and this one is that and that one is this and this one's not real. That one's false and this one's false. You got to make sure that if you are going to be that person, if God called you to the nations, if he called you to the neighborhood, if he called you to something, that you have to have that discipline to be able to, to stay there when he allows that door to open and you get there. And it will not. It will not. It, you have to have the character. And character is only developed through discipline and self-control through the word of God. But this is the key. You have to, you have to discipline your mind. And your body will follow. Good God Almighty. I'm going to say that again. You have to discipline your mind and your body will follow. But if we don't think righteously, we won't act righteously. If we don't think holy, we won't live holy. 
if we don't think godly, we won't act godly. This, there is one thing that I'm going to leave you with that is a solid way to do this. And it's by allowing Galatians 5 and 20, 22 through 23 to be developed in your life, in my life, in our lives. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, or we call patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, and meekness, or temperance, what we call self-control. My God, my God. Don't get there and not have the character to stay there. And make sure you're strong and you're covered and you have on the whole armor so that the glory won't crush you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to clap for these nuggets that the Lord has given us on today. God, we thank you. We thank you for how you reveal to us scriptures that we know and you give us another perspective on it. And we say thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I thank you again for listening and sticking with me. I know this one was kind of lengthy, but to God be the glory. I'm going to pray and then release you to go about the rest of your day. Amen and amen. Father God, we thank you right now because you are God. You are Abba, you are Alpha, and you are Omega, and everything in between. Father, we thank you for creating everything that is anything. Lord, we thank you that you never leave us alone. You always know our name, God, and you have a good and expected end. Oh, Father, I thank you for everyone that that is listening to this podcast on today, regardless of what what day or what year they're listening, God. We thank you that your anointing is still alive and well and will reach and penetrate the heart of every person. Father, we thank you that we all will have ears to hear what you have said, oh God, that our hearts will receive what you have said and that our hands will be ready and willing and excited about applying what you have said to our lives, oh God, as we learn or learn on another level to walk in discipline and self-control. We give you glory because you're God. We give you glory because you're king. We thank you, God, for loving us and choosing us and providing for us and keeping us and healing us and being our hope and being our strength. Oh God, we thank you today. Woo! In Jesus name, amen, amen, and amen. I love you all. God bless you. Be encouraged, but most of all, allow the God of all creation who is your father to make you whole.